24-7 Marriage Family. Welcome to the 24-7 Marriage Podcast. Uh, my name is Javier. I'm here again with my special guest. <laughs> She's not my special guest. She's on here all the time, but with my beautiful wife of almost 29 years, Shannon. And, uh, I've wiped my face and stopped crying. For <laughs> oh, part from last two. week. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're recording these back to back, so you guys are hearing this uh, a week later. But we are recording back to back. The marriage lab is still currently in. Um, I don't know where we are. California. We're in California now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I didn't think we'd be back in California like this soon. Honestly. Well, I'm glad to be back because we have a lot of family and friends here. We do. I haven't been back since April or so, or maybe we passed through quickly in June. I can't remember, but. Um, it's been a little while since I've been back, mm-hmm. and so it's good to to come through. Uh, there's a lot of things I don't like. There's a lot of things I do like, and that's the friends and the family we get to connect with. Um, but we're we're also here, and the reason why we're coming through is we made a decision not to go to the East Coast with the Marriage Lab and 24-7 Marriage, um, but we will get there um, at some point. we uh not sure it would be this year, but probably in the next year. And, uh, but this year, yeah, we're going to be uh, more on the West Coast and then going into Idaho, Utah, Colorado, possibly back to Arizona, and then headed toward like Oklahoma and maybe head back towards Tennessee for a bit. Mm-hmm. So we are going to be uh, a bit everywhere, but just make sure you're tuning into the, um, uh, to the podcast and to uh, check out the website and the dates of where we're going to be doing boot camps or workshops, uh, but also for new resources that are coming up. And yeah. So, how are you doing? Good. Ready to... That's all you got? It's just good? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're recording these back-to-back, so... Yeah, yeah. If you're going to ask me how I'm doing, yeah. I just stopped crying. Oh, okay. So... Listen, there's... Overall, there's, there is a, there's a lot going on, and it's been... It's been pretty, you know, sweet being on the road with the Marriage Lab, and so we're excited for this next season, kind of what's happening, what's taking place, and uh, yeah, so we're going to, If uh, hopefully you listened to last week, and if you haven't, you may want to pause this and go back and listen to last week's podcast where Shan began to tell her story um, of what took place when she was 15 years old, and give you a quick recap if you don't have time to go back and listen right now. Um, at the, Shan and I met in junior high school and, uh, you don't really go out in junior high school. You kind of hang out with one another and you call each other on one of those corded telephones and you sit there and you chat. And, uh, so we met and during, uh, early in high school, we weren't together and Shan found herself in the crisis pregnancy. So at the age of 15, she had a daughter, um, and, uh, Carrie was born, but she was adopted, uh, by Shannon's cousin, um, and adopted within the family. And so Carrie grew up within the family and which was very unique. Uh, but during that season, um, it was diff- it was a good season, but it was also difficult on Shannon, um, knowing that she had made this decision to, uh, place Carrie for adoption, even though she was adopted within the family and was part of our lives, a significant part of our lives. Um, it's still a difficult decision to have to make. And as we ended the podcast, we did tell you like, it's a story of restoration and hope. Um, and how all of that was redeemed as, you know, we're part of Carrie's life, she's part of ours and his family. And, you know, we got, I officiated her wedding. Shan was her maid of honor and the kids were, our girls were in the wedding. So it was just a, a really beautiful story. And, but through that, it doesn't come without some, some pain. And what we recognized in our marriage is that some of the things that happened early on in our marriage stemmed from that season of her life at that young age, um, that kind of then was brought into the marriage, some brokenness, some wounds, and some hurt. And when we left the podcast uh, last week, we were talking about how there's a little bit that you felt that you lost control 
and a lot. And uh, and even though you freely made this decision, uh, there was moments and times where you felt you lost some control just of certain things, and it's part of the process when you do an adoption. Like there are certain things that you are giving up, and、mm-hmm. you recognize that. But at fifteen,、mm-hmm. <laughs> that's difficult.、Mm-hmm. So that feeling in the hospital of losing control.、Um, How did you navigate that in the years ahead?、Um, because we got married young. You were nineteen when we got married. Yeah, so we so got, ma- we got married four years later.、Um, I did not deal with them. I suppressed them. I didn't know how to deal with them. I didn't know that I needed to deal with them. I just kind of I I okay. So there's things about me emotionally that have shifted drastically in the last. Fifteen years, but prior、mm-hmm. to that, I was pretty. What what would be the word, Javier? Like cold. I, okay, cold. <laughs> I, I didn't cry a lot. I didn't show a lot of emotion. No, so coming out、not. of that crisis pregnancy, I put on. I I felt like I had to have a stiff upper lip. Suck it up, Shannon. You made your decision. Move on. Don't show em. Don't show feelings. Don't show emotions. Just get on. So if you fast forward, I'm 19 and I get and I'm getting married, and these first five years are rough, mostly because I'm really rough around the edges.、Um, I act out a lot. I I'm belligerent. I'm demeaning. I was demoralizing. I talked back.、Um, And it wasn't like I was married to obviously a demonstrative man. Obviously, everybody knows that. And it wasn't like you were asking me to, like Shannon, walk this tightrope. It no, was like, I mean, I would, I would yell at you often, like, "Woman, you need to submit right now." You never like, yell all the time in public. I would do that,、Stop. and it just didn't work. So, no, I'm kidding. You're very funny. <laughs> so it would literally be like, "Hey, can you pass me the pepper?" No. You get it yourself. Like it was literally anything he would ask. I I could lose my mind quickly, and I felt. Hey, honey, can you do the laundry? Don't tell me what to do. Yeah, I just felt. <laughs> I felt.、Um, I didn't. I I looking back, I did not want anybody to tell me what to do, how to do it.、Um, I didn't want to feel what I rec. What what I recognize now. It, Now is I didn't want to feel like I was out of control, that I was being controlled,、um, or that I was, or that somebody was speaking for、yeah. me. So wh- or over me. You just、me. jumped way ahead.、Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna go back for a moment because I don't want them to miss that. Okay. Because you you jumped a、uh, way ahead in the, in the part of what you realized just in the last couple of months. Well,、okay. I was gonna get to so, that, but I wasn't gonna share that yet. No, you just did because it was about control. So, so like go back for just a moment, yeah, and saying that you during that early years of our marriage,、mm-hmm. you were recognizing, and that was true. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. Yeah,、I、want anybody to express that. And was that linked to having Carrie at that age and the、okay. decisions you、yeah. were faced with? How was that? So、linked? it it is linked, and and just to give people like the framework. After those first five years were really rough. I was very rough around the edges. We we had amazing pastors and mentors at the time, and she was able to come into my life and help me grow in a lot of areas as a woman, as a wife, and I made a lot of shifts and changes. But the thing that didn't happen for almost twenty eight years.
was that I didn't have the why. Now I made the shifts and changes and I was like, you know, I, I, I grew, I spiritually grew, I emotionally grew, our relationship got better, we started a family and I have come a long way. But it wasn't until we were on the road with the marriage lab and we were driving in the truck one day did I have a whole freaking revelation in the car that the reason I acted out those first five years were really tied to what happened in that hospital when I was 15. And that was the revelation that I had that I, I, I was... I I remember crying and processing it out with you in the car. And I said, I felt like my voice was taken away. I feel like I didn't have control. I didn't feel like I had room to speak up or say anything. And it, it it was like God brought it all together and showed me. And it wasn't that I ever was looking for the why all these years. I just knew that that my behavior obviously wasn't pleasing to God and serving my marriage well and shifted. But what do you want to say? You look like you want to say something. <laughs> no, I was going to, is it okay if I add something? Yeah. Can you stop shaking your leg? Um, <laughs> you're, moving the, you're moving the whole marriage So lab. I, and it's important to recognize, like going back, like you, it, during those first five years, how, yeah, no one's going to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Like I've got yeah. my own voice. Yeah. Like no one, I, you, like, and it wasn't, nobody was trying to control you. Nobody was trying no. to tell you to submit. It's like, you know, you have this edge, this attitude about you. The theme song to your life was... Billy Joel's My yeah, Life. The song Billy Joel's My Life. Like, I don't care what you say anymore. I don't care what you say or do. This is my life, mm-hmm. you know. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Like, that was her theme song. And it was during that time and, you know, and over the last number, over, you know, 25 years, 28 years, yeah. where, you know, yes, that has been worked out and her desire for us to be mutually submitted to each other, um, for her to be submitted to God first and understand what it means to be submitted to your husband. I understand what it means to be submitted to God first and mm-hmm. submit to my wife and for us to be doing this together. Yeah. Um, so you have grown in all of those areas. You have mm-hmm. grown to, it's not about people trying to let me know what to do or yeah. that um, trying to control me. Like, I don't, you didn't see that anymore. Mm-hmm. You had freedom from those areas. Yeah. I just don't want people to miss that during that season or maybe the season that you're in right now and your spouse is going through something and oftentimes we just see the issue, the problem, the circumstance. We're not recognizing with empathy that there is a person there that is hurting and that is mm-hmm. broken. And could it possibly be that what they're going through or how they're responding to you or what they're, um, how, how your marriage has um, played out in this chapter, um, I think it's lost on some people that, it, that it's because of where they have been, of their brokenness and their hurt. And it's symptomatic of those deeper wounds and issues. And so that's what became revealed over um, a period of time. But I think it was in the last couple, like last couple months, mm-hmm. that where you had that moment yeah. in the car. Yeah. yeah. We're driving. Yeah. Across country, wherever state we're in. Yeah. And you had this moment recognizing the reason why that control was so hard. Yeah. And so, specifically, what was that? That I felt like my. I wasn't in control and I don't know that it was so much that I wasn't in control. I felt like I was quiet 
like I didn't speak up for myself. Like I should have said, hey, mom, hey, dad, like I need more time. Like don't let the baby leave quite yet. Like I need time to process all this. Yeah. And I didn't say a thing. Yeah. I just sat there and let it all I just want to hold happen. her a little longer. I yeah, just wanna, yeah, I just wanted more time. And yeah. I felt like um, I couldn't because everybody would be disappointed in me. And that's it. Yeah. So it was this whole like revelation that happened. And I'm so glad that it happened because... You know, there's so many things that we go through, and sometimes we don't always get the why, and and sometimes we don't even need to ask why. Like, that's not the most important thing we need to ask God. Mm-hmm. But I, I I feel so, like, I don't even know what the adjective is, but I that I got that revelation that I know, and I'm not even upset or or angry about that it took so long to figure it out. It's totally okay. I, I'm just glad that I got to see a glimpse of where that came from. It's almost like, what would our marriage have been like had I had never gotten pregnant or had a crisis pregnancy? Like, what kind of version of Shannon would I have been? Who who would I have? I, it's just, it's weird. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But I think it's important that you, that you expound, if you can, if you can expound on that area of, I felt, um, you know, yeah, you lost control, but that you would let other people down. Right, that I would disappoint other people if I spoke up or if I said I needed more time in that season. Everybody would be mad. I thought the whole family would be upset because literally the whole family's there, yeah. and I was just yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not. I, you know, you know, after you have a baby, there are so many hormones rushing through your body. I mean, it's in, it's insane the amount of things that are going on psychologically, physically. My body has just gone through like. I just, I was in labor for 22 hours at 15 years old with not, zero drugs. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of, there's a lot of emotions. Yeah. Um, and so all that carried, all that carried into the marriage yeah. and the revelation you got just not that long ago mm-hmm. after over 28 years of marriage yeah. is this place of recognizing how it was all tied together. That yeah. place of not, you know, losing control or somebody else, you know, that I'm in relationship with, that I'm married to, you know, having control over me, which wasn't the case, but it could feel that way. But then also like if I spoke up and had a voice or I spoke up and said about what I feel or how I'm really feeling, my emotions, my feelings being vulnerable, that I might disappoint somebody. Yeah. So I felt like, um, I, I started finding my voice and I started acting out, yeah. but in very not appropriate, displaced ways. So early on, in our it, it would be, we would be in public and you would say something and I would, I would like raise my voice and say something that would publicly like degrade you. And it's like, great, Shannon found her voice, but totally inappropriate and uncalled for because Javier didn't deserve that. And that's, but that was, that was it was all like working itself out. So it was like, don't tell me what to do. Like, no, I yeah. would like to go here or I would like to do well, this And I'm right in control now. and I didn't make a mistake. And so you're yeah. defending yourself. So it's self-preservation in yeah. a lot of areas. So just as you're listening to this, I just want you to understand, like if, if you play a sound and where maybe your relationship or your marriage is right now, um, I think it's this understanding of, Looking at where you have been and understanding like how we bring right past hurts, brokenness and wounds into our relationship. And there's also like this season, like 
it could take time for that to come to the surface. Yeah. Right. And even if the other individual, the other your spouse sees that, but you're not there, it was not my job to fix it. It was not my job to show her that, to reveal that yeah. to her. Um, I've known, but that she needed to come to that awareness on her own. It wasn't my responsibility to tell her, "Hey, this is why you're doing that," because she had to own it. Yeah, and, and you didn't honestly, Javier, at 19 or 20, you didn't know either. No, I'm why talking I was, about now. Yeah, but you I'm didn't know now. at the time why I was acting out. No, not full at the time, but I'm saying no. now when yeah. that revelation came to you, yeah, uh, just recently, of why you. You connected it all together. Why you were mm-hmm. feeling that way? Mm-hmm. So, what would you tell those that are listening and they've they've struggled with this fear of um, letting go of control, the illusion that they actually think they have it, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> letting go, yeah. surrender, but also like um, you know, I've had some stuff in my past, and I feel that I may disappoint people if I really share where I'm at, or if I really speak up and have this voice, they may not like it. You know, what would you speak to somebody in their marriage who's in that season? Ooh, that's a loaded question. Um, I think that's that, that's that place in marriage that we all want to get to. And it's that vulnerability and transparency with one another. And you feel very naked and exposed. And honestly, I, when when I had a meltdown in the truck that day on that long drive, I felt totally comfortable and raw and transparent, and I felt completely naked metaphorically, but I felt totally safe because I knew in our relationship that it was it was totally okay to be that way. And sometimes some people are like, uh, what's my what's my spouse going to think? What are they going to do when they hear how raw my emotions are, or what I'm feeling right now? And that's part of intimacy. That's part of the growth. Like, trust your partner in that. And sometimes if you're the partner who is listening and your spouse maybe is going through a lot, like how you listen to them is more important than what you say to them. Yeah. So you don't need to fix it. Javi did not need to be, well, Shannon, you know, stop your crying and, you know, wipe your tears and this is how you're going to fix it. He no, just, I just grabbed. Told, I, I said, finally. No, <laughs> no, you didn't. You like grabbed my hand and you're like, I could tell you were feeling it with me and you were like, what can I do for you? And. And what? You just sat with me in it. Why I. Why I had to almost like relive the whole labor and delivery all over again to pro- to process it. Yeah. Well, and it's important for people but to know. It's a- I wanted to say that a point again. Like, it's not if you're the spouse who's listening to your spouse who's going through something. It's what it's how you're listening. It's not about what you're going to say because yeah. you they're not looking for you to fix it. Yeah. They want you to sit with them. They want you to empathize with them, yeah. and they want to know that you're a safe place for them. Well, and this is and and this is be and thank you for sharing, Pookie. And this is a, a place of right vulnerability when you get to that place. And and you're right as a spouse. How do you receive that? How do you hear, listen, be available? And it's a process. 
So if you're that individual and you're going through a season and you're, it's now you're getting awareness of how things from your past have impacted your marriage, and maybe you're not there. Maybe you need to pause for a moment and step and step back from a lot of what's been going on to really do the、past. work and look、yeah. into where you've come from,、yeah. um, how that's impacted where you're at. Because、yeah. I can tell you, all of us bring stuff, right?、Mm-hmm. All of us bring things, hurts, wounds, and brokenness. I have as well, but to do the work. And and then understand that it's a process in getting there. It doesn't happen overnight. Shannon is still in process, and navigating some of that. And there's grace as she continues to do that. And either stuff I'm going through that she's giving me a lot of grace to navigate as we go. And so, like we barely touched the surface on like the story, and you know, and I think probably be good in another podcast at some point to to talk more about like, you know.、Uh, What you're, what you're learning, what I'm still learning,、yeah. even after 29 years of marriage. Like, if you, if you are struggling right now and you're at year one and you're like, oh my gosh, there's still gonna be more stuff. Yeah, there's gonna be more stuff.、Um, the beauty is like you were constantly growing and learning and stretching and allowing sometimes the. The past to help us inform the future, in the sense of not we're not sitting in the past, we're not camping there, we're not pitching our tent in the past, yeah. But we're understanding how it has impacted where we have been, and that's the beauty of it. If you can look at your spouse and 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 have empathy and say, "Man, what's going on is really probably rooted in where they have been. It's rooted in their hurt and their own brokenness. Yeah. How do I love them and not just think that this is happening to you?、Mm. This is your spouse is not、so、doing、good. to you. Shan didn't do it to me. Like this was what she had to navigate. But you could feel like、so、it was being done. To you, you can feel like it was being done、yeah. to you, or how they're acting out in their own brokenness is being done to you. It's not being done to you. Yeah. And if you can see that, then you'll have the capacity and the ability to be able to love them unconditionally as you're called to, and with grace, and and be able to navigate the season that you're in. So. We're going to wrap up.、Um, we are grateful. Thank you for allowing the opportunity、uh, for Shan to share that story, for just、yeah. being part of it. And、uh, you know, we'd love to hear from you. If you have questions, send us questions on DM on Instagram.、Um, audio, audio, audio questions on you our can do DM. Audio questions, and, and then you will be on our podcast. We may start playing audio questions on our podcast as well as you guys send them in. Um, but be sure, please, if you enjoyed this, send it out. Part one and two, or the podcast to others. Let them connect. Let them hear.、Yeah. They may have similar stories and need help and resources as well. So we're grateful for each and every one of you. And always remember, in marriage, you don't have to. You get to have a great week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Twenty Four Seven Marriage Podcast. Help us expand our reach by rating and leaving us a review on iTunes. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more information on the work we do and how to support Twenty Four Seven Marriage, head on over to Two Four Seven Marriage dot org and click on Partner with us. Until next week, remember: in marriage, you don't have to; you get to.